0: Hi, ladies and gentlemen, this is Antonio Brown here. Man, this me looks good on me. I'm the greatest. Well, anyway, I'm here to tell you that I'm going to refile my grievance with the NFL. You see, it is my duty. It is my absolute duty as a citizen of the National Football League to make sure that I wear the right helmet. No, not the safe helmet. No, the right one. The one that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, I'm the greatest. Take a picture right now of the pictures. Now, as I was saying, now the NFL turned out my grievance last time and last week. I'm finally one again because I really believe that I can make the football play great again by being me. Take a picture. Enough the pictures. Now, as I was saying. I'm the greatest. Take a look. Take a look. look. Stop taking a look. Just listen to me now. This goes out to you, Mike Mayock. Yes, the general manager of the Raiders. This goes to you, John Gruden, the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. This goes out to Raiders fan. And this also goes out to all you fools who are talking mess about me. One, I'm the greatest. Two, I'm filing another grievance with the NFL. Three, I'm going to wear my helmet. Or four, I'm going to retire. I'm the greatest. Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk about running backs wanting to be hit harder in practice. We're also going to lean on another subject that we have discussed rushing to judgment that is it upon further review we're going to of course award the adult of the week and we're going to talk about other things in nfl week three of the nfl preseason has been really interesting we'll get to that later for now headlines please <laughs> Dateline los angeles <laughs> former lakers player former head coach of the cleveland cavaliers Tyron Lou is now the new head assistant coach for the Los Angeles Clippers. We interrupt this weekly schedule programming for this special report. This just into the Cold Sports News Desk. Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield made headlines and turned heads in his GQ article last week or early this week by... Clowning, or should we say chastising, question mark? The New York football Giants in their move to draft Daniel Jones. Well, I'll let him say it for you. Quote, I cannot believe the Giants took Daniel Jones. Blows my mind. Close quote. Now, this was done in a center segment. Now, in that GQ article, he, once he retracted, but he clarified his statement, and he said the following in that clarification. Quote, this is not what I said, just so we're clear. I also said I was surprised that I got drafted number one. Then was talking about the flaws in evaluating QBs, etc. Where I brought up winning being important, reporters and media do anything to come up with a clickbait story. Close quote. I love it when athletes want to attack the media. Come on now, Baker. You may have to go back to progressive field and chug down beers like you did earlier this summer. This has been a special report from Cole Sports. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming already in progress. (laughs) Hempstead, former Steelers now Jets running back Le'Veon Bell wants to get back into the groove you see he has not played football in a full year and now he wants to feel the contact again that he has grown accustomed to in playing ball but the Jets defense is not cooperating so what does Le'Veon do he instigates it even further so he can get the contact that he desires And so he explains why he needs to contact this way. Quote. In practice, they've got to look at me like we don't want to hurt this in practice. But at the same time, I tell them y'all can give me something extra, even if they don't. Sometimes I try to give them something, get them a little upset or something. Close quote. Now, he went on to say that he tries to do that intentionally so he can feel contact again. Now uh, I get it. Le'Veon, you need to feel like you're football shape and you only only can get in football shape by playing the sport. I do get that, but don't get yourself in a situation where in a contact drill in practice or even a non-contact drill in practice because of the wear and tear on your body and you haven't been accustomed to those hits, you get injured and then you're out. Oh, I'm sorry. That's for later in the show. (laughs) My bad. Dateline Pittsburgh. Remember that brawl earlier this year, actually late last month between the Reds and the Pirates in Great American Ballpark? Well, the Pirates and the Reds will play again, this time in PNC Park in Pittsburgh. This time, Joe Torre, who is a major league baseball executive has an eye on that series. In fact, he's already been ahead of the game. And this is what he said he told both teams as their series looms this weekend. Quote, We will talk to both managers. I will personally. The umpires will be made aware of the history of what's happened between these two clubs. That's why, you know, when we have this unbalanced schedule of playing a team in your own division so many times... And, you know, it becomes dangerous sometimes. Basically, let's play baseball. Let's play baseball. The one thing I never want to have happen is the fact that the priority is to get even as opposed to trying to win a ball game. And I just remind managers of this. The umpires are going to be aware. But really, I'm not one that would like to issue warnings before the series starts because it's tough enough playing the game and to play it. On thin ice I don't think it's the right thing to do So we'll see what happens And again I'll trust that we can make sense To both clubs And again Have the umpires be aware Of what's happened In the past Close quote Dateline Denver We interrupt this regularly scheduled programming For this special report This just into to the Cold sports News Desk, Dwight Howard, the former so many different teams that you almost could say he's played on all of them, is now a Laker again. He signed a one-year non-guaranteed contract, having to prove himself to play on the team. Now, his role will be complementary, of course, with the aspirations of the team. He pretty much will be mm, fourth or fifth or sixth man at best. But this will help out Anthony Davis because he wants to play in the powered forward position, not the center position. And so, yes, you have a eight time all star, three time defensive player of the year on your squad. That's great. However, he is a shell of his former self. And I know Lakers fan is happy because how he departed six years prior still leaves a salty taste in your mouth. As the Lakers turn, we'll be back after these messages. This has been a special report from Cold Sports. Now, back to the Wrigley Schedule programming already in progress. D line London. The heavyweight champion of the world, no, not wrestling, boxing, Anthony Ruiz is going to get it on with the former champion Anthony Joshua, but not in London. No, we're going to fight in the desert. Saudi Arabia is the site. December 7th is the date. The IBF, the WBA, and the WBO belts will be on the line as the rematch takes place from the one back in June in Madison Square Garden. Now, I am looking forward to this rematch. Two things are what I'm looking forward to seeing. One, are those punches that Reese throws, especially those hooks, both the right and the left, are those snap hooks going to come with that ferocity that it did in their first fight? Or two, will we see Joshua's defense actually show up? Because he's shown that he has a glass jaw. And I'm not talking about just in this fight, many fights beforehand. And he has a terrible defensive style. He's looking to just straight up knock people out or at least stop fights. But the problem with him is that he has to be defensive minded. And if he's not, he might meet the same fate this fight as he did in the last fight. Dateline Houston. In an appearance on the Self Made with Nate Shot podcast, general manager of the Rockets Daryl Morey had this to say about his star player James Harden. "Quote: It's just factual that James Harden is a better scorer than Michael Jordan." You give James Harden the ball, and before you're giving up the ball, how many points do you generate? Which is how you should measure offense. James Harden is by far number one in NBA history. Close quote. Maury, why is it that you seemingly have no brain cells whatsoever? You can't compare him to Jordan. It... It makes no sense. I don't care if I am a Rockets fan. That is an errant comparison. It would be better if you compared Elijah one to Jordan. At least you have a guy who has rings when you compare him to Jordan. Harden? Uh, Harden. uh, Harden is not nearly the offensive player. I'm not even talking about the player in general. He's not nearly the offensive player. Not nearly the offensive player that Jordan was. Please name me any other seasons besides this past one that harten scored over 30 points in the game for the year is something that jordan did on an annual basis so your comparison to harton and jordan it's a bunch of bull Difficulties, Please stand by. The host has lost his mind from a stupid opinion. Please stand by. He really can't believe that Daryl Morey possesses one brain cell. Please stand by. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. The product on the court Good god That fool Anyway Dateline Houston Again Apparently We have an issue here Between Justin Verlander The Astros One of the Astros star pitchers And the Detroit Free Press Why do I say that Well remember Verlander was formerly a Tiger And he had some issues, I I assume, with a couple of writers from the Detroit Free Press. And when he came to Houston, he thought he was avoiding all that. Well, the Tigers came to town. Verlander felt as though he didn't need to explain himself. And he decided to bar a reporter from the locker room. Here's how it was described by the Free Press. Quote, Blocking a working reporter from doing his job is unprofessional, disappointing, and intolerable. We will be protesting to Major League Baseball and the Astros. Close quote. What you also will be doing is pointing a light because, well, not only do I work in the same profession, this is a sister paper of mine, so... Or one of the sister papers of mine. So uh, when I see a colleague being denied entry to doing his or her job, that doesn't sit well with me. So yes, this is not only, not only a petty issue between Verlander and the Detroit free press, it is a legal one because remember it is a constitutional right to have the freedom of the press. It's in the first amendment. Many in this country seem to forget that. As we know, but we cannot deny the press to do their jobs. No matter if you have a beef, you have to let them do their jobs. Exclamation point. Come on, Justin. You know better than this. You're a veteran. Later, we're going to talk about something that I didn't think I would ever say in Dalt of the Week. We're of course we're gonna talk more NFL in the palm further review, but immediately following the break, we're going to stick with the NFL as I go. Your suffering is so unbearable So painful, so bad So horrendous that you just Simply can't see the forest for the trees Literally, that all you Can feel is heartbreak And loss Well I have a free audio For you, it is titled How to heal from heartbreak Let it all Come to you so you Can be about the business of healing Today is a new day Claim it at get Welcome back, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports. Are you all really that greedy? Come on now. Welcome to the week three of the NFL preseason, and unfortunately for the Packers and the Raiders, they got welcome to a field. That was not NFL ready. I'll explain more of that as I'm about to go. where this game took place. So it's not even in the United States, but we've had issues on fields in the United States as well in preseason, not this year, but in seasons prior. But Winnipeg hosted this preseason game between the Packers and the Raiders. And a funny thing happened when they took the field at the Northern end zone, they noticed there was some removable parts of the turf that were on the field. So bad. In fact, that from that end zone, They had to move that one All the way from there To where the end zone ended At the 10 yard line So in essence 20 yards of field was cut Now normally The NFL's regulation yardage Is 120 yards 100 full yards And then 10 yards for each end zone The Packers and the Raiders Played a preseason game On 100 yards of field (sighs) You see, th- this is where greed gets a hold of you. You have a product that you gotta protect, NFL owners. You know this better than me because they earn all of you at least 250 million a year. These players earn each team, not the league. These players earn each team 250 million dollars a year. So you best believe that you have to protect your interests. So you can't have these ridiculous inane stupid fields that are ill-prepared and you just throw your players on a field like their product saying okay we got a game to sell no you gotta make the field tenable you have to make it safe for these players to operate and ply their trade correctly this is not a game you can't play with these people's livelihoods you can't play with these men's livelihoods but that's what you're all doing Shield. Come on now, you know better than this. You got to protect that field. You have to look at that field. Make sure that from one end to the other, all 120 yards of it and 53 yards from sideline to sideline is protected. You got to make sure that everything is fine. That you cannot have anything 120 yards wide and 53 yards deep. You can't have anything mess it up yet you can play on the field doesn't matter and you can say well we got a game to sell (laughs) we got Aaron Rodgers and John Gruden come on we we got to push these tickets because hey we do get eight home games we get two extra home games too in the preseason we got to make that revenue baby well how much revenue are you going to make when the star players are getting injured for example How about going to Foxborough where Cam Newton now has a messed up foot? All because he's having to work in preseason. You have to do this. And then in this game, you had two Packers who suffered debilitating injuries on that field. You have to do right. If you're going to prepare your stadiums this way, preseason should not happen ever. Ever. The grounds crew and the groundskeepers of these teams and these stadiums, they have to prepare these stadiums as if it's a regular season game. Better yet, prepare it like a postseason game. Better yet, prepare it like it's a Super Bowl. Because I'm sure you all check it, double check it, triple check it, all two weeks leading up to the game to make sure that there are no hitches, no seams that are out of place, no grass that seems to come into a divot. You want to make sure that all I's a dotted, at all T's across and you look up the field or you look down on it and you see this luscious green, 120 yards wide, 53 yards deep. And everything is perfect, that there should not be any injury because of the field that these players will suffer. Yet when you get to these preseason games, you don't have that attention to detail like you would six months later. Not now, because it's just about, OK, well, do we have a field? Do we have people interested in the game? All right, let's open the turnstiles. We got the players. Let's usher about 100 plus of them on the field and then cross our fingers and hope that none get injured because it's all about the second Sunday in September or with some teams, the first Thursday in September. I I just don't get you NFL. Why are you going to roll the dice with these players? Why? What's the purpose? What's the use? Why are you going to hurt them? No, no, man. You have to do better than this. This goes far beyond a collective bargaining agreement issue. This goes far beyond it. This exceeds it. Exponentially so. You're dealing with lives and livelihoods. You don't want to have an injury happen because the field was faulty. You don't want to have injuries because... All of a sudden, the turf gave way. You don't want to have that happen that all of a sudden, a guy plants, the field comes up, and the next thing you know, a knee is gone, or a hip is gone, or an ankle is gone, or all three of them are. You got to do a lot better than this. Because I used to be happy when the preseason came, because as a child, it was, okay, I get to see football again. Not really understanding. That you have these players go on the field four more times. And you only have the starters go for an extended period of time one game. And not even all the game. If you're fortunate, three quarters. More than likely two. So this is how it breaks down. In the first preseason game, you normally have the starters play maybe maybe a possession. Others, they don't even have the starters make the field at all. The second game, a quarter. And they may extend play to the second quarter. The starters I'm talking about. The third game, a half. Maybe three quarters, depending on how solid or how mm, settled in your soul the, the, the starters are. And in the fourth game, a down, maybe even two. That's it. So in that whole four games I laid out, the starters may play one game's worth of action yet you will sell that if it's the Chiefs going that Patrick Mahomes is playing the Steelers it's Ben Roethlisberger uh with the Giants it's Saquon Barkley or with the Browns you could take your pick between Baker Mayfield or Odell Beckham Jr. you sell that but you don't sell the fact that oh this is actually a way to see if the guy who is not a starter Can make the roster maybe through starting, maybe through being a a person who comes off the bench, maybe be a special team star. Who knows? But it's not for the starters. It's not for us who want to see action on the field that really is good and and, and captures your imagination. No, no, no. It's for the field of dreams thing. And I get it because you have things such as the Browns uh, returner two weeks back. You have that story happen, and he might have a place on the team because of that return for a touchdown. But it also also is where you can have risk happen, and it can be a doozy. NFL, NFL owners, you have to tighten this ship up. you got to tighten it up. You cannot put your product on the field, and then cross your fingers and hope that your season is shot because the field of play is shoddy. $250 million a year. That's each team, 32 teams. It's not because you're broke. It's because you're greedy and you don't give a crap about these players, owners. You don't give a crap about these players, Shield. It's time that you do and not because they are commodities to you or ways and means that you can make more money and profit, but so that your heart goes out to these people because your players are human beings prioritize that and not their physical prowess when I come back the don't of the week <laughs> that's a hint you're tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet. Call Sports! From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history August 24th 2008 After the 2004 Men's Olympics basketball team Only earned a bronze This team dubbed the Redeem Team Stacked with LeBron James Dwayne Wade Kobe Bryant amongst others And of course Olympic Mellow Proved that the United States Is the best brand of basketball and they proved it by winning a gold medal. Away on a penetration, kicks it back out to Brian. Brian puts up the three. Scores. Kobe Bryant from downtown and the foul. The Redeem Team reclaims the throne of basketball in the 2008 Olympiad on this date in 2008. From the vault. Brought to you by Sport. You want to purchase shirts that actually say something That give you that appearance Of being important Of wearing basically your heart As well as Well, your belief On your sleeve or On your shirt Well come to the Christian T-Shirt Company We have all of what you're looking for You can find that store At ColdSports With a Z Dot com now get down yeah. uh. <laughs> welcome back to Cole's Sports. Cole Johnson here DOLT OF THE WEEK DOLT OF THE WEEK is sponsored by nobody but we're still gonna give it to you straight with no chaser the winner of this episode's of the Week is New England Patriots safety Patrick Chung. Let me take a breath. Mr. Chung is on this list of of the Week. Not Daryl Morey, not the NFL and not Justin Verlander because Mr. Chung outdid all of them by being caught with cocaine on his person. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to talk to the story as to why he was caught with cocaine on his person. Well, in his New Hampshire home, he was, I should say in, well, near his New Hampshire home, he was indicted by a grand jury. Earlier in the month, and he was indicted for cocaine cocaine possession. Now, this took place back in June. So there were members of the Meredith New Hampshire Police Department. They obtained evidence that led to the charge while they were responding to a call for service at Mr. Chung's house on June 25th. Now, the police released a statement and they said the following. Quote. Mr. Chung was not arrested at that time. Following police investigation, the information was referred to by the Belknack County Attorney's Office, which made a decision to indict Mr. Chung. Close quote. Now the Patriots issued a statement saying they're aware of the reports and they won't comment further, they're basically taking the same tack that they did with their owner, Robert Kraft, when he was caught wanting to have happy endings six months earlier. Here's, here's my issue. Chung is a veteran in this league. We're not talking about a rookie. We're not even talking about a guy who is like Ezekiel Elliott's age, which would be 24. So we're not even talking about a guy who is still immature and at a young age. We're talking about a guy who is 32. 32. As of this recording, he just celebrated his 32nd birthday and he's still doing inane stuff like this. Why? What's the point? This isn't performance enhancing. At least you could justify that by saying, well, I'm taking this so I can numb something. Or I'm taking this because I can take some type of pressure off. Or I'm taking this because I want the pain in wherever it is, your back, your neck, your 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 side, your hip, your knees, your ankles, wherever to subside. You can't say that with cocaine, you're doing something to help aid your healing. No, you're, because it just feels right to you. And why would you have that on you? Why? What's the purpose in having Coke on you? Uh, Seriously, and I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. These players are getting finessed right, left, and center of their cheddar. There's no question about that. They have the weakest union in the entire sports world. World, And that is not hyperbole. I'm being truthful when I say that. But if you're an owner and you see players who do ridiculous stuff like this, what makes you think that they want to give up any more of their pie than they already have as revenue? Because they're going to be like the parent to a petulant child and say, well, all they're going to do with more money is waste it away. They're going to get in more trouble, be fleeced in all these marriages, and they're getting divorced, and then they're going to spend their money on blow. Wh- when did I ever think that I would see a player in today's times have blow on their person? I get it if we're talking about the 80s. Lars Taylor, that was his drug of choice. I would think that there are so many harrowing stories like his to where players who I know they hear – more intense stories than we do as a regular citizen or even in the media to avoid that situation. I'm sure of it. Yet these players time and time and time again step into the stew of doing whatever they want because they think they can do whatever is possible and get away with it. And, and why three times Super Bowl champion a guy that Bill Belichick has had on his team for almost a decade because he hasn't played all 10 years with the Patriots, but nine of them have been. So if you have a guy and Belichick appreciates defense more than offense, that's, that's a given. So you have a guy on defense that has been on your squad that long with a Bill Belichick coach team. That pretty much tells you that one football wise, he's cerebral Two, he has some athletic skill and three, he can he be put in positions where, Other than safety, he probably could be corner. He probably could play linebacker if he wanted to. He's not big enough to do it, but Belichick would be the type that he would devise a defense that if it was fast enough or needed to be fast enough to counteract an offense that was quick, like, say, the Chiefs, Belichick can do something like that. After all, he likes interchangeable parts. Well, Chung helps in having the interchangeable parts happen, but little did he and everyone else know that he was high. Patrick Chung, son. Why? You just want to snort your life away. Well, okay, fine. Have at it. That will give yet another Patriot hate fan another reason to hate the Patriots. Spygate, Massagegate, Cokegate. When I return, how has the fallout from the Jay Z NFL partnership taken shape in the NFL and outside of it? Upon further review, is next. <laughs> My wife got to know my routine and she would ask me throughout the week. She would throw questions at me. Did you talk to the other coach yet? Did you get the other lineup? Did you get your boards done? How much time do you need to do your boards? Are your commercials in place? Did you record everything you need? Play-by-play announcer and CEO of Arita Net, Brian Snow, reveals himself on Revelations. That's at Pippa.io and all major podcast Directory sports the final week of the NFL preseason is upon us thank the lord we can actually talk about real NFL action baseball is rounding third and coming home into the regular season we'll talk about that we also will of course go in have a wonderful subject in the pump for the review and of course we're going to have a total of the week we always do that's how we roll but that's for the episode on August 31st. This is the episode for August 24th, 2019. It's not over. We're not done. And neither are we in tossing about and turning over and revealing different aspects about why we should or should not like the NFL Jay-Z merger. We're going to uncover that. And the rushes to judgment I have seen and keep seeing and keep seeing In upon further review, last week was the agreement heard around the world as Sean Carter shook hands with Roger Goodell and he made the deal. That sent many a flutter. This week it has been still the heated argument between if Jay-Z made the right move or if he sold out. All right, let's lay it out for you all. So you have on one side. Ones where they say that this was a business move, a business decision. This is something that business-wise could actually help in the struggle and the fight to have the NFL be a social justice arm that they have lacked being. And then you have the other side where they assume that Jay-Z is boot-licking and buck-dancing and chucking and jiving and being a house Negro to Massa a.k.a. the NFL owners. Now, before I continue, understand something. Roger Goodell is not the boss of the NFL. It's the 32 owners of the league. They are. Roger Goodell is the puppet to their puppeteer ways. So whatever they want, Roger Goodell has to get it for them. It's not the other way around. Basically, you have the owners. Roger Goodell is nothing more than the biggest executive secretary that has existed in the history of the United States. That is his role. So you can't have a secretary shake hands with a business owner in Jay-Z and say that a guy who's a house Negro is talking to a slave owner because Goodell doesn't own Jack. He is owned. He's owned a whole lot more than Jay-Z is. Now, he's a rich secretary because he earns between 30 and $40 million a year. But Jay can sneeze that if he wanted to. So it's not just the regular folk. The players, too, feel that tug of war and that push and pull. We've heard from Eric Reed, who basically called the merger despicable. That's what he said last week. Now, the other end, the counterpoint. Malcolm Jenkins, the uh, safety of the Eagles and the head of the Players Association from the player standpoint, had this to say about the merger. Quote, It was interesting because we didn't know anything about it, so we were kind of shocked, just like everybody else. I think it's one of those things, like anything, the timing and the way it was rolled out was a little questionable. But I think time will tell what that will look like. I think Jay-Z has proven enough throughout his lifetime of giving back, kicking in doors, and bringing other people with him. We shouldn't expect anything different. I know as a player who has had to sit across from these owners and push them to realize why these issues are important and why we should use the NFL platform to highlight them, having Jay-Z next to you makes our argument a little bit stronger, gives us a little more leverage to have some backing outside of just players. Close quote Now doesn't that make some sense It makes sense to me That's what we're facing here That's what we're seeing A guy with The power and the means Making a difference Just because a guy Is worth ten Figures at least nine Doesn't mean that he's devoid Of having the wherewithal To help in fact The way this country is set up, the best people to help would be the ones who make eight and nine figures and ten figures because they have the means to do it. They have the means to do it and it wouldn't hurt them because they wouldn't have to deal with perception. Jay, for example, black Twitter has gone ham on him saying that he's a sellout, saying he's a coon and superimposing his his face on the Samuel L. Jackson character that he played on Django Unchained. Having him in another picture looking looking like one of the one of the slave master's tools trying to whip the other slaves in shape saying Massa or is everything good to the Roger Goodell slave owner. And I just talked to you earlier about how that was wrong, not in terms of morality, but in terms of fact. Why would Jay-Z talk up to a secretary? Uh, people, study your stuff. Anyway, so because he makes this one move, we forget the Khalid Browder documentaries. We forget the Trevor Martin documentaries. We, we forget him bailing out Meek Mill. We forget him helping out 21 Savage with his legal entanglements and, and the fact that he now is a citizen in some part because of Jay. We forget that he bailed out many people who protested. We We forget that he has been at the forefront of trying to change the criminal justice system. We forget all of this because we're upset with the NFL. And the reason we're upset with the NFL is because Colin Kaepernick, who has started the movement, which the official anniversary of it happened this week, three years ago. He is without job. Well, yes, Eric Reid has a job and he received the settlement, too. OK, here's the thing. If Kaepernick didn't settle with the NFL, then I think that he would have... A point. But he settled. He actually received a check from the NFL. So, Jay is looking at this from the standpoint of, well, okay, I guess that situation must be fine. Now, he may not have a job, but I'm sure he's far better off now than he was was a year ago. Maybe even two. Because in the past year alone, he received the big-time Nike endorsement, with, of course, the checks coming, and the checks continuously coming. And he received another one from the NFL this summer. So, so what and then to complicate matters we don't hear anything from Kaepernick at all there it is now is he sitting his his lieutenants his minions to do his bidding one like Eric Reed, one like Sean King one like Nessa is he having those people speak on his behalf if so that's horrible because if you're going to start the movement you got to end it and you got to end it with a way that progresses us from one level to the next Now, I will say this to you because I'll say this to black, black Twitter. This country has been in existence 243 years officially. We have been slaves long before that. So this country has a complicated history, one that is soaked in blood and sweat. And as a shirt that I have seen Angela White Rye wear, we built this country for free, which is true. We did. So. If you think police brutality is going to leave because of kneeling, if you think that systemic oppression is going to leave because of kneeling, you have another thing coming. You got to do something else with it. Bringing attention to a subject matter is one thing. Putting the elbow grease into changing it is another. There's no crime in doing that. And two things will happen if all you got to do is kneel. One, that knee of yours is going to get mighty sore because you're going to still be kneeling Because you're still going to think that the United States of America is a bunch of jive turkeys and suckers. Why? Because it's not going to exist. We're still going to see stories where people shoot up massive amount of people. We're still going to see stories where police seem to think that we can just waste away and shoot people simply because they assume that it's a threat that is standing before them. We're still gonna see incidents and, and situations where you have a guy who is white who's gonna impose his privilege on a person who's black just simply because they have the means to do so. So you can kneel all you want, the kneeling doesn't get the job done. A person with the means, like Jay Z, can. Why? Because he has the money and the prestige and the power to get into those boardrooms and make the change. Now, will he? That's a different story. But you can't deny the fact that he has the proclivity and the wherewithal to think that way and the means to do so. So this is two scenarios. I've called this crabs in a barrel because you want to drag Jay-Z down to, unfortunately, your level. And unfortunately, you think your level is base. You think your level is muck. You think your level is mired in nothing but junk. And we are a bigger people and a better people and a royal people. We deserve to have what Jay-Z is doing and better. Why? Because we started this whole civilization. So we're supposed to be kings and queens. Yes, we are. But kings and queens don't act like paupers and don't act like court jesters when we see one of our own sit at the table where he can influence it no we should celebrate that and do everything possible to help this guy or this woman it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman do the job of changing for the better our situation no no instead of being cautiously optimistic no you want to flip the finger say you know what this sucks he sucks because he's now in bed with the white man and you can't do anything with the white man Well with that attitude you're right You can't do anything with a white man But you know what you can't do You can't do anything with your own self either Think Open up your heart Open up your mind Open up the possibility That you could do more with your life Than just gripe about it Yes life sucks Yes life can hand you a, a bunch of sand sandwiches No question about that what are you going to do about it You know what you say when, when your friends walk up to you And you're a sour puss about life And you gripe And you kvetch And you gripe some more And, and, and you sulk You keep doing that You know what your friends say to you Snap out of it Be by yourself and do that on your own And you know what's happening Because you're so angry and bitter And in your feelings You are in the proverbial societal Corner where it's nothing but you And four walls Saying that this sucks that you have A white man and a black man Having to help out a situation Because a guy Who has helped out our own culture Seems to think that he Can't help out the culture anymore By being in bed with who we think Is the slave master And the thing is You're wrong This is why sports is important This is a meritocracy of the highest order that is about if you can do the job. Now, I'll say this. Do I think Kyle Kaepernick can still do the job? Yes. Do I think he can do it as a as a starting quarterback? No, not anymore. Not because of his skill set, but because now he's been out the league three years, mostly by the NFL's accord. Part of it by his own, because he did. He did opt out of his contract. He was not released. He opted out of his contract which meant that he probably could have played even longer as a 49er. He just chose not to because he thought that he was going to get some money somewhere in the free agent market, found that all 32 teams wanted to have nothing to do with him, And there you have it. So it's not that I think he doesn't have what it takes to be that quarterback. No, I mean, he led a team to the Super Bowl and led them to 15 yards away from another one the season after. No, it's, Football-wise, he showed very little improvement from where he started, to be completely honest. just showed little improvement. He suffered from having one coach change after another. And most of all, he became a pariah when he decided that this was an issue bigger than football. And it is. But there's a price that you pay for being the vanguard of a protest. When protestations happen, sacrifice exists. Just look at Martin Luther King Jr. Just look at Malcolm X. Heck, you don't have to look at this country. Just look at Mahatma Gandhi. In the Bible, just look at Moses. You do something that you are not supposed to do or you do something that is new and fresh or you do something that is groundbreaking, chances are your life is going to be sacrificed for it, whether it is physical or in Kaepernick's case, monetary or occupational. Stop thinking the cancerous thought and start thinking the thought, That we can move the needle as we band together Brother and sister All colors, all shades All sizes, all ages We put down the middle finger We put up our hands And we put out our hands And we help out those who are willing to help us be better And I'm saying this to myself as well as you all What are you going to do to make this place better? What are you going to do? If you happen to like this episode or any episode you have heard thus far, the subscribe button is flinking and blinking like a neon sign. Click that button and subscribe to with a z.com on with a z.com Now, if you want exclusive content, Patreon is the place, but you can find that at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You feel the need to say something, you can say it with your chest. On with a z.com hit that button, and I want to hear what you got. You don't want to speak it, but you want to write it. Well, you can write to us through email, and you can find that at coldsportswithaz.com. You want to hear this voice on other products and on the commercials and TV shows and radio shows? Hit me up. This guy is here. This voice is available. You can find that at coldsportswithaz.com. You feel the need that you want to be around those who want to take intelligent sports takes and spew them out yourself? The Facebook group is here waiting for you, the Cold Sports VIP room. You can find it at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You want to hear guest appearances from this particular gentleman? ColdSportsWithAZ.com is where you can find that. You want to heal from heartbreak and loss? ColdSportsWithAZ.com, you can find that there. And you want to hear interviews that this gentleman does? You can find that at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's with a z.com You can check out all of that and me on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And it doesn't matter where you listen to me, how you listen to me, or when you do. I want you to do these three simple things. Love your neighbor as yourself, and that is so important in today's times. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program, and enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is...